It is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, that is a Stantonian home run to deep right center. A three-run blast. Here's Donald. Airing it out. Deep ball. Separation. Clock. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. Welcome into the Metro City Mentality Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Grassi, and today we're finally doing the MLB special. I finally got around to it. I know I've been putting it off for a while, but mostly because I've been waiting on the whole Harper and Machado decision, which we finally got an answer on Machado. Manny Machado finally decided to sign with the San Diego Padres. So we wish Manny the best. We're glad he got his money. 10 years, $300 million. I'm, I, I, From what I've heard, it was a close decision. Came down to the wire between the Padres and joining the Night's Watch. Very tough decision, but uh, good for good for uh, Manny Machado. Um, I'm excited. I have to say, I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited for I'm excited for baseball to start up again. It's it's been a while. Um, we had a great great postseason, and uh, it's only going to get better with all the up and coming star players um, to grace this game. So today we're going to break down. Talk about the Mets, talk about the Yankees, and uh, what happened this offseason, um, and uh, what I think it holds for the 2019 future. So let's start with the team in Queens, City Field, the New York Metropolitans. And I have to say, I, I, I apologize to all Mets fans uh, for this upcoming season, because I don't know if it's going to be ideal for them. Um, they made a curious move this offseason, which I, I'm still scratching my head over, which was obviously the Robinson Cano trade. Um, I, I think it was it was good for them to deal Jay Bruce in that deal and finally give rid of that contract. They should just they should have never resigned him, honestly. But to take on another big contract and in a guy who obviously has a better bat than Bruce, but is slowly going to start showing his age and already has some concerns with the off-the-field issues with the PED use because he's one strike away from being out of the game entirely. And you're going to have to end up paying that contract while he's out when you're already paying Bobby Bonilla while he's out. Uh, Also greatest contract ever in sports. Unbelievable. Um, But... It's just something to scratch your head over because the Mets, they, they constantly do this thing. And it was almost the, the old Yankee way of buying into these big-name free agents when they were, you know, on the wrong side of 30, veterans who lost their luster almost. You know, maybe you get a year or two that was good out of them. But besides that, it never was the same, you know, it never would have what it once used to be it was just, it's you're buying really just the name i mean they did that with Yohannes Cespedes they did that when they signed last year uh third baseman Todd Frazier and i feel like history's going to repeat itself with Cano here i liked that the fact that they did get rid of Bruce and got rid of one you know one of those um guys that is already <laughs> lost a step but um I don't know. I mean, I, you gave up a lot of good prospects in this deal. T- 
top guys in their farm system. I know you still have guys in your farm system like Peter Alonso and Andres Jimenez, but still, I, I mean, I just don't know if it's worth it. They did get one good piece out of this deal that I feel is um, Edwin Diaz, who I was actually just talking to a Mets fan that week and telling him, you know, Edwin Diaz would be a great guy for you guys for a closer because I don't know if Iris Familia or even AJ Ramos was the answer. I think Edwin Diaz, a young kid who's a flamethrower when it comes to a guy who can close out games, I, I think he is an ideal option. But this is a young team. It kind of it kind of reminds me of the Yankees a couple years ago when they had, you know, Ellsbury and they had uh, McCann and they had um, Beltran. These, these guys are just old and uh, Ellsbury's not old, but he lo- he definitely had lost a step at that point, but guys who were veterans ushering in also these young younger kids where you got like Nimmo and um, Michael Conforto now, like I said, guys who's coming in as uh, as well as Jimenez and Alonso, you know the the Mets are in a interesting situation right now. Um, they don't have the greatest foreign system going. I think they're ranked. They were just ranked twenty second. Uh, on Bleacher Report for 2019 farm system rankings. So it's interesting. I don't have high expectations for the Mets at this point. At this point, I would just try to build off of the young rookie success and see where it goes. Because ideally, because we've had Conforto and Nemo for a couple years now, and I wouldn't say it's been fruitful. Um, it's been a lot of inconsistency, and I think at this point you just want to see, okay, do we actually have something here? And the same thing with Alonzo and Jimenez, because we don't know what you, what you have there at all. Um, do we have something here, or do we need to scratch it all again and rebuild again? Uh, and you still have other pieces as well to build around where you can compete a little bit. Like uh, their rotation is still great. You still, if you can get Wheeler back up to speed you already have Mots. you already have DeGrom you have Syndergaard but there's some questions there too because they tried trading or exploring trades for DeGrom and Syndergaard so you start to wonder if things don't go well again this year are those two going to be on the block you know come uh July 31st so it's it's a definitely interesting case for the Mets as opposed to their crosstown rivals who are clearly ready to compete and win a championship. And you start to wonder for this new general manage, manager for the New York Mets. What he's thinking bringing in a guy like Cano. You know to, to and, and, and trading away these young players. When clearly the Mets are not built for this yet. I mean you, you already have teams in the, in the National League East. Like. The Washington Nationals, who have still have substantial pieces, even if Harper leaves, you still have the Philadelphia Phillies, who have loaded up, have a good rotation, and possibly could get Harper still, who's still on the market, and compete. And then obviously the Atlanta Braves, who are very dangerous. So I just don't know if this is the right time for the Mets to jump back into the water and start swimming. I I think I think this was a waiting period, but. We'll see. I mean, like I said, they still have young pieces. It's it's not like they're fully bought in. Um, uh, one thing I would consider if I'm the Mets is 
I would consider trying to get rid of Jonas Cespedes if he does do well this year, kind of what the Yankees did with Beltron, because Cespedes, he do, he's falling apart. I mean, he really is. And at this point, a contender, if he does start to do well, a contender will want to buy his bat for a postseason run. So it's something I would, ex- would try regardless if the Mets are doing well or not. But we'll see. Let's move on, to though, to the Crosstown Rivals, which I did say, in the Bronx. The New York Yankees, which is just riding high right now. Vegas has the Yankees winning it all. Best odds to win it all this year. And I can't blame them. I mean, this is a team that, despite despite their flaws and inconsistencies, which is very hard to say for a team that won over 100 games last year with a new manager, did not show their full potential. Again, hard to say. But it's true. I mean, Judge got hurt towards the end of the season, missed it over a month. Um, Hicks was constantly hurt. Stanton was inconsistent just batting. I mean, he was just he wasn't the same hitter he was the previous year. And I think that was partially because of his new environment. And then you also had guys like Glaber Torres and Miguel Andujar who did show promise but were shaking off rookie uh, jitters. So this is a young team that again won 100 games last year yes but did not did not peak they did not show their full potential not even close and a team that did not even have a great rotation i mean you think about it last year they didn't even have j j a hap till till the all till after the all-star break till till uh the trading deadline and then on top of all that when you add pieces to an already growing team Adding guys such as DJ LeMahieu, who has been a very good, consistent hitter with the Colorado Rockies. Adding a cheap piece in Troy Tulowitzki, a guy who has underproduced the last few seasons. And they've taken a chance on him, that which has proven to always work out for the Yankees, it seems like. You know, bringing in guys like Rolla Banyas in the past, who seemingly turned out to be steals for them so I really like that move I think he's going to do really well actually I think he's a guy who could in Yankee Stadium kind of do what he did in Coors and produce and have a 25 homer season I think you could see something where around 25 home runs because of this the situation where Dede Gregorius isn't there for half the season he could get around 70 ribbies as well so I think it could be a really good season for Troy Tulowitzki and a nice buy for the Yankees. And then, obviously, maybe not buying Manny Machado, but you still have guys like Miguel Andohar and Torres who came in late last year. Now you get to see them at the beginning of the year with a fresh year under their legs and possibly do even better than what they did last year. So I think on both sides of the ball, between the rotation being strong bringing in Paxton, adding him to that rotation with Hap and Severino and everybody else, Tanaka, Sabathia. And then bringing in a few guys just until Gregorius comes back. I think it's really going to help the Yankees. And I think you have a lot of depth there as well. Um, you know, you 
where you have Torres, you have Gregorius, you have Lemayu, and you have Tulowitzki. Now you really don't have to worry about injuries. And another guy that we really don't talk about that much is Luke Voigt, who was a buy low as well. They only paid for Trace and Shree for him last year. It was kind of like a D.D. Gregorius trade where they ended up only trading, I think it was Brendan Ryan in that deal. Uh, no, no, and Shane Green, I believe it was. But still, I mean... I think it's I think it's it's nice. It's always good for a playoff team to have depth and I think that's what the Yankees have. Not only on the infield but the outfield as well because Clint Frazier is a guy that we're going to see a lot of this year, I believe. Even though you have an Aaron Hicks, even though you have a Stanton and a Judge, I think Stanton can move towards more DH and less of the outfield. I think you can mix in both. But I think Frazier could definitely be a piece coming off the bench and start a lot of these games as well because you do want to see what you have there. And he has showed promise. Um, so, yeah, I, I really love what the Yankees have here. I don't think it's a necessity to have a Machado, to have a Harper. I think with the young guys you have in place, I think you're fine. I think the, uh, coming into the season, in fact, they said it was more of a priority to focus on pitching. And they did that with that Paxson trade and bringing back Hap. Now, I would have liked to have seen another ace in there, another uh, a better pitcher, so to speak, because I think Hap is... I think he's a solid four, but I don't think he's higher than that in the rotation. So it'll be interesting. Like I said, a lot of underwhelming situations last year, and they still won 100 games. I think um, this year's going to be a definitely a different story. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun year for baseball in general. There's a lot of young teams that's going to do well. Um, the Atlanta Braves, who were in the playoffs last year, they're really coming into their own. Um the Padres have the number one farm system, so it'll be interesting to see Manny Machado, what he does with the Padres now. Um, the Brewers are a young team up and coming. We'll see if the Chicago Cubs can bounce back. The Dodgers, what they after they've sent a lot of their guys packing in Puig and a, uh, a few of their rotation players. It'll be interesting to see with that young core now what they do now that Machado is gone. Um, and then obviously the the champs, Boston. Yeah, those guys. Let's see if they can um, repeat. God, that, that hurts to say. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, and one, one other thing I want to talk, uh, touch up upon is the Bryce Harper situation because that happened just of recent, and what a deal for Bryce. Um, Bryce, 13 years, $330 million. I don't know if it was necessarily the best deal for Harper because we've seen guys sign for more. Machado signed 10 years for 300 We saw We saw Arenado sign seven years for 260 so he got paid more annually. I just I no opt out in this deal. Thirteen years. That's a long time for both for both sides. I mean, for if it doesn't work out for Harper, he's stuck there unless they trade him for thirteen years. Sure, he has a no trade clause, but do you really want that? I mean, they traded a lot just to get Romuto and Gene Segura on that team, and I just don't know if they have the firepower with Reese Hoskins there to really be the force that they think they're going to be. I know they have a great young rotation, but I feel like they still a couple hitters away. So, I, I for me, because I feel like this is a win-now team now. 
I don't know if this is a team like, for example, the Yankees who's set up for the future, who has these these assets that are young and ready to benefit them for several years to come to possibly make a dynasty. I think this is a win-now team, and I, I'm starting to wonder if this is going to be a Marlins situation where the Marlins, they signed Stanton for, I think it was 11 years, to 295 or 300 exactly, and... I think it was like three or four years into the contract, that's when they traded into the Yankees because they were not a strong team anymore at that point. They had to rebuild, and they did not want to pay his contract. And I'm wondering maybe five, six years down the line during this deal when Harper's 30, 31, uh, is is it going to be a situation where they have to do the same and they have to move on from this contract and they have to try to to trade him somewhere else because they're not the same team that they were when they first signed him and also can't deal with that and they have to start over. I I, I don't know if he, if he wears a Phillies uniform for the rest of his career because usually this does not work out. I mean, even go back further. Alex Rodriguez in Texas, that didn't work out. Send him to the Yankees. Robinson Cano on the Mariners. Send him to the Mets this year. Rarely do you see them these players who sign these long-term contracts really fulfill them. So I'm curious to see when it all when it's all said and done cuz the 13 years he'll be it'll be, he'll be 38. I don't know if he'll keep playing at that point or maybe a few more years after that if he can still keep going, but that's that's pretty much his, his rest of his baseball career. So it'll be interesting to see in the 13-year span, when we think back on it, where did Harper finish up? Was it in a Phillies uniform, or was it a few other places? That being said, I am I am excited for the baseball season to come finally. I can't wait to see what our New York teams do. Uh, apologize to Mets fans in advance. And, <laughs> and um, you know what? Before the season starts, we'll do a uh, fantasy baseball special just because... I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't. I can't. Wait. I love baseball, man. I, I love opening day. It's it's a great time. It's love it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, with that being said, um, don't forget you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram on our social media pages at Metro City Mentality. And give us a like. Give us a share. Give a follow. Give us a follow. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'm not sure what we're going to do next. Um, we, I might do a basketball one real quick. Just throw that out there because I still didn't talk about the Knicks and the Nets and the whole Porzingis situation, so I might do that one next. But I also want to do one on the Combine, which is happening this weekend. Uh, a lot of talk about, obviously, free agency is coming up. Maybe I'll wait till free, till free agency is over. Or maybe I'll just do two separate ones. But either way, we have a couple other projects coming in. So didn't forget about you guys. Just... Um, it's a long off season we'll talk more during the baseball season as well uh thanks again and don't forget if it ain't metro city it's gonna be mental we'll see you next time